Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chit Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Emma Nichols from Tennessee, and we're going to be talking all about her pretty good looking black and gold diner. I just had to get her on the show with a bike like that. And honestly, it's like my dream bike colours. It looks so good. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get to it. Hey, Emma. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, honestly, the first thing that caught my eye when I saw your Instagram was your bike that colour scheme and the gold, oh my God, that just got my attention straight away. It looks really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the the gold wheels really, really make it pop, especially for being a black bike. So yeah, definitely. It's like my favourite colour combination. And, you know, I'd actually, I'd love a diner with that black and gold combo. That's like my dream, my next dream bike. Yeah. (laughs) You can't have too many, right? <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Did you buy it like that or did you do the mods to it? So my husband had that bike about five years ago. And the first bike I had was actually a Triumph Bonneville. So I had the Bonneville for a while. He had that. Um, and then he decided he wanted to get a bagger. So to get the bagger, we ended up trading my my Bonneville. And then I got his Dyna. Um, so I guess, you know, I had done a couple of longer trips on it um, and I just, I felt like it didn't have the get up and go that would have made me feel more comfortable Um, on the interstate. I felt like I was getting blown around all the time um, on the Bonneville. So, you know, I wanted to give his Dyna a try. I was a little nervous because, you know, I feel like riding someone else's bike is a little nerve wracking. You know, you don't want to be the one to drop it or, or do anything to mess it up. Um, but so he was actually out of town for work. And so I was like, um, I'm going to try it. Like he's not here. It'll be fine. Um, so I, I gave it a whirl and I actually loved it. You know, it just, I felt so comfortable on it. Um, you know, as much as I love the look of the Bonneville and really wanted it to, to work and be the bike that I had, um, I feel like the Dyna just really fit me well. So after I got the Dyna from him, um, I started making a few changes. He had already done a lot of aftermarket stuff to it. Um, so it definitely, when I got it, was a lot different than when he bought it. Um, but I added the gold wheels about a year and a half ago now. Um, I changed you know, the risers, uh, the Memphis Shades fairing, um, the LaPera seat, because um, I, I ended up getting like a custom LaPera seat that's got some gray too and with the black and then a little bit of gold. So it's, I think it's really pretty, but um, the wheels definitely are the first thing that everyone notices. Yeah, for sure. And But the forks as well, though, that's quite cool. It's like slightly more subtle, isn't it? But you, it yeah. still pops out. It does look really nice. Yeah, because he actually had done the forks um, when he had the bike. And, you know, when I got it from him, I saw those wheels and was like, I really like these wheels. We should do these. And he's like, no, they're going to be too much. But once we put them on, he was like, yeah, good choice. Okay. You, you made a good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So you actually saw the wheels that they were already painted. You didn't have yours 
coated. Right. They're actually, they're Arlen Ness wheels. So they come uh, anodized, that gold color. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a, a builder that we know and he was taking them off of another bike. And, and so I bought them from him. Um, but yeah, they've, they've been great except cleaning them is kind of a pain, but they have so many little nooks and crannies that you got to like break out a toothbrush, but, <laughs> but they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I was well going to ask about that actually. It's like that color in general, is it quite a hard color to keep clean? Uh, yeah, especially with the amount of rain that we get. So I'm in, I'm in Tennessee and, you know, actually today is the first day in a while that we've had sun. Um, but it's, it rains here a lot. So, you know, pretty much every couple of times I ride it, I'm having to at least rinse it off and kind of wipe it down. So. Oh, really? What? So even throughout the summer, it, it, you still get a lot of rain, do you? Uh, I feel like in the last year or so we have, I can't remember if that's a normal thing or not, but but yeah, I feel like lately we've been getting a ton. Yeah, sure. So the rain doesn't put you off riding. You still get out there. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not afraid to ride in the rain. I mean, if it's if it's a torrential downpour, then probably not ideal unless I absolutely have to be somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah, sure. I, I really respect that because for me, I mean, living in the UK, we do get a lot of rain as well, like especially in the winter months. But yeah. I always try and avoid it. Like I've been caught out in it. But then, to be honest, it's a tricky one because when I have been caught out in it, I don't really have much experience riding in the rain and it does scare me because, you know, I can feel the bike slipping around a lot more and I'm not used to that. I've not trained myself to know how to deal with that kind of weather. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I've never done any kind of course or anything that's specific to like wet riding. Um, I I just try to, you know, take it a little bit easier um, when it is wet. So, yeah, avoid, sure. like we have a ton of potholes, so avoid the big potholes and puddles and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, for sure. So what's your kind of like tactic or your skills when you're riding in, in the rain? Like if the ground does feel extra slippery and it's raining a lot, are you like a bit on the front and a bit on the back brake or like how do you how would you do it? Typically, I'm more on the back brake anyway. Um, you know, I just I don't want to completely lock up my front because I my Dyna does have the dual front disc brakes. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of bikes only have one in the front, but mine does have both. Um, so it's, you know, I always, you know, lean more towards the rear brake and then kind of just slowly on the front. But definitely when it's raining, the rear brake would be my go to. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the thing. I think everyone sort of rides a bit differently don't they and especially yeah. after you've learned on whatever bike you've learned on when you jump on a harley or you know any different bike you do have to kind of relearn how to ride that bike anyway and uh yeah. i think with harleys it is so important to get get grips with the back brake i mean that's something that i sort of ignored the, the back brake on my bike for quite a long time because of the weight of it I wanted both my feet on the floor as much as possible yeah. and uh, I then realized I need to use the back brake a lot more <laughs> yeah I think the thing that got me was like inclines so it took me a while to get used to using my rear brake when I'm on an incline you know like if if I'm at a stop sign and so I'm gonna have to start from nothing um, getting used to having that one foot off the ground took a little bit 
Yeah, sure. So when you first jumped on the diner, was you thinking, oh, I can't fully touch the floor, so you, I need to do the one foot up kind of thing? No, just, you know, if I'm on a hill um, and I go to, you know, start at a stop sign, so like I'm accelerating, then like letting off the front brake, you know, you would naturally kind of start to roll back some. So I just yeah. use the, the rear brake to kind of hold me there so that I don't roll very much. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I understand. So yeah. it, is the bike quite a good height for you then? It is. And I think it's actually like slightly higher than stock at this point, um, just with the, the different suspension that we've put on it. Um, but I'm, I, I think that I'm pretty tall. So um, it's, yeah, it hasn't been an issue for me or anything like that. I think it definitely, well, I take that back. <laughs> we, we, um, when I first got the bike from my husband, it was up a little bit higher than it is right now. And just when I went to, you know, put it on the kickstand, I felt like because the kickstand was shorter, I felt like I was going to drop it every time, you know, like I just, I was like, okay, I, sh- I should be there. I'm not touching that. Oh my gosh. And so we just, we put a longer kickstand on it and I'm fine now, but, um, but yeah, that, that got me at first. <laughs> yeah. I totally know that feeling, especially when it's a new bike and you're not used to it or even like, if you go in the showroom and you sit on, you you pull a bike up and you're like, oh, this feels nice. And then you go to put it down and thinking, is it there yet? Is it there yet? Yeah. Oh God, don't want to drop it. But you're not going <laughs> to. But... <laughs> if so you do have good insurance, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> How tall are you then? I'm about 5'9", 5'10", something like that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you've definitely got a bit of height on your side then. <laughs> So what about some more adventure bikes, like generally taller bikes, like Pan America and things? Have you had a go on that? No. So my husband did have a KTM uh, 1290 for a while, but I never, I've sat on it and that definitely was tall for me, um, but I've never actually like ridden that one. So I don't know how, you know, how I would really kind of handle it um, on the road or the dirt. So sure. So like most of your riding so far has just been on road, has it? Yes. Yeah. I haven't done any on dirt, you know, unless you count a gravel parking lot or something like that, but (laughs) yeah, sure. Have you done many trips on your bike? Yeah, I've done a couple. Um, so I've done, um, from Nashville to the V2 Visionary show that was in, um, Knoxville. So that's about, I guess, four and a half hours from here. And then I've also done the ride from Nashville to Milwaukee for uh, hometown rally. Um, I've done a couple of like, you know, longer ish trips, uh, to do some moto camping stuff, uh, with the group of women that I ride with. So those have been really fun. Um, and then actually in a few weeks, um, we're going to do the ride down to Daytona. So the plans to do that all on the Dyna. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be, it'll be a long day, but it'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully that, uh, pesky groundhog that saw a shadow was wrong and it'll start to warm up a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) oh nice so do have you ever done a solo trip or do you tend to do them with friends or your husband usually with friends um you know Milwaukee was with my husband the trip to Knoxville I rode by myself there um because I was meeting people um but yeah typically I've done them with other people yeah, sure. How did you find it doing that one on your own then? Was it a bit sort of scary or? No, I mean, it, I mean, it was mostly interstate. So it was, 
you know, nothing too out of the norm. Um, you know, I was very proud of myself for doing it at the time. Um, I think I hit, I hit traffic at one point cause there was a wreck and I just remember like it was, it was a summer, so it was hot and we were stopped on a hill. So I was on like trying to go up the hill and stop and go traffic. And I just remember like my forearm was killing me from, you know, <laughs> all of the starting and stopping. And, but other than that, it was great. You know, I had fun. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, that's cool. Is it must be almost sort of quite, um, what's the word? Like, uh, I guess an achievement and must make you feel quite good to think that you've gone out and done it on your own because like yeah. the same as you I always go out either with my partner or with friends I rarely rarely ride on my own and that it almost makes you feel less confident to ride on your own because if you do get stuck in a spot or you need help pushing your bike or anything like that yeah. and I'm so used to having someone there so if they're not there I would definitely be like really thinking about it you know yeah I agree I agree yeah. it's I mean it's it's been fun like if most of the riding that I do by myself is probably I don't know within 200 miles of the house um but any any further than that it's usually been with other people and not necessarily for any specific reason, but I feel like it's one of those things that it's, it's more fun if you get to share it with other people. Right. So, um, doing a trip by yourself can be nice, but I enjoy, you know, I'm, I'm a people person, so I enjoy being around others. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So the girl group that you hang out with, are they Mm -hmm. local or are they all over? Yeah, they're local to Tennessee. Um, there's, there's one woman who does actually live in a different state and she still comes up for a lot of the events, which is really cool. Um, she'll, I mean, she'll literally ride six hours in a day just to come hang out with all of us. So, but yeah, most, most of the women are local. Um, they're, you know, kind of scattered around middle Tennessee. Um, but for the most part, pretty local. Yeah, sure. So is it like quite a good scene in Tennessee with riding? Um, there are great rides in Tennessee. I feel like um, there's, you know, like with this group, like I love this group of girls. It's been great to get to know them. I feel like we haven't done as many rides, but it's been a nice camaraderie because we'll get together for, you know, brunch or they're actually doing a uh, Valentine's Day event at this thing called like a smash room. So they're just going to go smash things. Um, which is interesting and different. Like it's not necessarily motorcycle related, but it's been, it's been a nice way, like as an adult, I guess, to make new friends <laughs> as silly as that sounds. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been nice for that. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think California and Texas, like based on the places that I've been seem to have a little bit more of a scene, um, but it's definitely growing in Tennessee. So yeah, that's cool. And I guess the thing is, even though it might be a bit of a, a lengthy ride, but at least you know you have got events going on in other states that if you want to do a trip there, like yeah. you can sort of thing. Yeah, definitely a lot of like, you know, weekend trips that we can do. So whether, you know, we leave home on a Friday and, you know, get there Friday, hang out Saturday and then come back on Sunday and um, or if, you know, if you want to do like a longer trip, I haven't done any cross country trips yet, um, but I would like to at some point. Um, so, yeah, that would be cool. How long have you been riding for then? 
I've been writing, I want to say four years now, if I remember right. Because I think I had the Bonneville for one year, and this is probably my third year with the Dinah. Um, so. Okay, cool. So what like inspired you into it in the first place? <laughs> Actually, um, my husband did. So it was, I don't know if you, I guess you can call it in- inspiring me. Um, but so he did a few cross country road trips by himself and loved it. You know, he took the bike out without me on the back because I had ridden on the back a lot. But as part of those trips, you know, he he was like, this is so much better when you you have the whole entire bike to yourself. You can relax and you don't have to worry about your passenger. Um, and so he was like, hey, I think you should try a, a riding course just to see if you like it. And then if you do, then you can get your own bike and we can go do trips together. And I think the first time he suggested it, I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I trust you. Like, I'm comfortable riding on the back. You know what you're doing because you've been riding for, you know, 13 years or however long. And, um, and so I, I was, I was good with that. And then he just kind of kept mentioning it. And eventually I was like, fine, I'll do a class because I'm tired of hearing about it. And then this way I can tell you that I tried it and I did not like it and I don't want a bike. So you won't bother me about it again. But (laughs) I did the class and by the end of the weekend, I was like, yep, so we need to go buy another bike because I I love it. And um, so it was funny the way it happened. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, I want to get a used bike that's older because I don't want to feel bad if I drop it or mess it up, you know, early on. Um, And then I bought a brand new Triumph. (laughs) So that didn't work either. Um, but yeah, so it was just fun, kind of funny, the evolution of, no, I don't want to do this to, yes, I'm doing it, but I'm going to get a used bike to, no, I want a brand new one. And um, so, but it was fun. I, yeah. I've enjoyed it. Um, I need to do like another, like an advanced writer course or something just to, you know, work on some of my skills a little bit more, but it's, it's been great so far. Um, like I said, I, I started on the Triumph um, and then moved to the Dyna and, you know, I've, this last year, especially I've been trying to do a lot more, even just riding to work. Like if the weather's nice, um, versus using the car. So it's, it's been good to get out on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I talk a lot on here actually about doing some advanced riding, uh, courses and stuff like that, because I think it's so important. Like, you know, we all pass our test and then you think oh well I've got my license now I'm good to go but really there's still so much to learn isn't there that's the thing yeah that's I mean that's what everyone tells me again I haven't done one of the other courses but I'm sure there are plenty of things you know still like u-turns or some of the slower maneuvering that you could always use you know a refresher on or extra practice on um so yeah, for sure. And even when you get a new bike, because I love that you take your own bike to these um, yeah. advanced courses. So like someone can really study you and how you're riding your bike and you could just get into a bad old habit, couldn't you? You don't even realize yeah, you're doing something. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like with driving, it's a classic, isn't it? You get so lazy because it just becomes second nature. You're not thinking about it. And I guess it's the same with the bike. You just not as lazy because you still got to be pretty switched on, but you just get into bad habits, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's some (laughs) stuff that I'm sure there's, you know, things that we all do, like you said, that could be changed or improved. 
Yeah, 100%. So are you planning more trips for this year? Are you going to get a cross-country one in? I don't know if I'll be able to get a cross-country one in, um, but definitely we're doing the trip to Daytona. Um, I think there will be a trip to Texas. So that, I mean, that'll still be a decent, decent ride. Um, I wanted to go to Born Free California this year and ride out there, but I don't know if, if that's in the cards for this year, just you know, with the amount of time I have to take off at work and things like that. So, but hopefully yeah. one day, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll make that a priority for next year. Yeah, sure. And do you think your bike's like comfy enough? Is it set up all right for you to do it? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, in the last year I've, you know, I added the fairing, uh, from Memphis Shades, which is, it's been really good for trips. Um, you know, I didn't do a ton of like long interstate riding before that, but when I did the trip to Milwaukee, that was so much better than it would have been, especially with the rain that we ended up getting on that ride. Um, and then the seat that I have is very comfortable, um, you know, even just for local riding. So it's got to be that much better for longer trips. And I know my husband has a seat from the same manufacturer and he's done his California and back a couple of times. So, and he's had no problems with it. So the seat should be good. I think the only thing that maybe would be changed would be, um, the risers. I'm still trying to decide if they're a little too tall or not for me. So, um, I could see that maybe wearing me out a little bit on a, on a long trip. But other than that, I think it's, it's set up pretty well. Yeah, sure. It does look like a really comfy bike, but I did definitely notice that the risers did seem pretty high. Yeah. Um, I I thought, well, everyone's more comfortable in different ways, but if you've got longer arms as well, I guess it's not so bad. I've got short arms. I would literally (laughs) be like this. It'd be like apes (laughs) on your bike. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I I mean, and I also like, I tend to sit pretty straight up. Um, Like, I don't know if if you see any pictures of me riding that you maybe notice that I've sit up a little bit straighter because that was one of the things that my husband pointed out to me as well was your posture is just like, so like, I don't know, straight up and down, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not like as slouchy as some people are. And, um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe the risers do help with that. Then. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> So what's like one of your most happiest or cherished moments you've had on a bike? One of my happiest moments on a bike. um, I mean, this is probably a little cliche, but I mean, anytime I'm on the bike is, you know, a happy moment. I think that that first longer interstate ride by myself um, to the V twin show is, you know, big for me. Um, And then, I rode last, I guess, August, maybe. Um, I rode uh, to a different state to meet up with some women to do a moto camping. And that was a lot of fun Um, just to kind of explore a different area. You know, again, doing a longer ride by myself um, to meet up with them was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. That must be so nice to have like a group of girls that you can all go and meet up and do a cool trip like that. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. I, you know, I think we we've been out west a lot, and I'm I wish that it was closer because um, it would take us, you know, probably a day or two to get out west to do a lot of 
moto camping there, but definitely I appreciate what we have here, but jealous of all the people out West that have, you know, literally just an hour to drive and you're out just in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess there's always pros and cons to all different places. That's fair. Yeah. What's it like riding in Europe? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's completely different to the States, of course, like the roads are much more narrower and you mentioned potholes before, but there's a hell of a lot oh. of potholes here. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, in the summer, it's beautiful, really is lovely riding. Um, but yeah, it's the winter time. Like at the moment, I haven't ridden in about a month because okay. it's been like icy and I, I won't ride in the ice. I just, it's, yeah. I wouldn't risk it, you know um and even if it's a bit too cold like if it's only a, a couple of degrees I'm just like no it's not <laughs> fun for me like I want to be able to feel my hands at the end of the ride you know <laughs> yeah a couple of weeks ago it was I think it was like 34 in the morning here and I really wanted to ride to work just to be like I did it I rode in the super cold and I didn't make excuses and I think I woke up that day and I was like ah, I can't do it <laughs> it was was so cold there was like frost in the car I was like this isn't it's not gonna work (laughs) no (laughs) I totally get it like it's got to be fun at the end of the day hasn't it yeah like I guess if you're on a trip and you come across a cold spell that you wasn't expecting well you're there and you're doing it and you just get on with it but if you literally have the choice to do it or not I'm just like I don't want to freeze yeah yeah (laughs) so what's like on the other side of the spectrum what's one of the most dangerous or scariest moments you've had on two wheels so it was last may um i rode to texas um with my husband and we were going to meet up with my brother and sister-in-law and ride up to a camp out that was in oklahoma um and when when we went to leave texas it started monsooning. I think there were tornado warnings, like all kinds of stuff. And it was, I mean, it was raining buckets, like to the point that I felt like I was driving through a lake. Um, and so, you know, a ton of rain made it not ideal, but then we were on this four lane and it was hard to see. My sister-in-law was in front driving a truck and then it was me my brother-in-law and then my husband um, in the back. And there was a car going the opposite way um, that we were. And it hit a deer and then hydroplaned across all four lanes. It went right in between my sister-in-law and I. And so I thought it was just going to kind of slide off the road and we were going to be fine. But it hit an embankment and started coming back the other way. And so my brother-in-law said that it almost hit my backed wheel, um, you know, cause it was kind of, it was raining really hard. So you don't want to slam on your brakes and just throw yourself off your bike. And so I kind of just in that situation, I ended up just kind of letting off the gas a little bit. Um, just, you know, initially thinking that I was just going to kind of slowly go by it cause it was going to be out of the way and fine. And then when it started coming back, it was like, oh crap, what do I do? Cause I also didn't want to like accelerate really quickly. Um, and so I think honestly, I probably just got lucky. Um, but my brother-in-law said that he ended up seeing like a tiny gap where he thought he could squeeze past me in the car. And so he 
you know, got on his throttle and he said his bike was like sideways for a second. Um, but so that was, that was a whole thing. And, you know, I don't honestly, like, I feel bad. We didn't stop to check on the driver. Um, but like, you know, it was kind of, I think after that for the next like mile or two, I was just like, Oh God, that almost, that just happened. And are we there yet? You know, that was the first time I was like, all right, I'm ready to be off the bike for a little bit. And just, you know, even if I just sit out here in the rain, like I just need a break. But um, that was probably my scariest moment on two wheels. But we, uh, yeah. we made it to the camp out. We we're all completely soaked. But <laughs> other than that. <laughs> I bet that was terrifying. Like, it to was. To see yeah. a truck like coming towards you like that. And in those weather conditions, as if it's not scary enough just riding in that kind of torrential rain it's yeah I mean I bet that was terrifying yeah at least there wasn't a ton of traffic that day so at least we weren't having to dodge other vehicles too um but it was still it was intense (laughs) yeah I bet that is mental I mean I would have been totally freaked out just like riding in a monsoon anyway (laughs) yeah yeah I think we made it maybe five minutes from the house and I was already like soaked all the way through to my my socks and my boots and I was like all right well it's just gonna be that kind of day I guess Yeah, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes if it, that's the moment, isn't it? When you're out there and you're doing it, you're like, well, I've got to carry on. Yeah. So. yeah. Do you have like wet gear to help with those kinds of weathers? I don't. People keep telling me that I should get some um, and that it really does help. But I don't know. I guess I kind of don't want to have to make space for it to carry it. So I just, you know, I have I have one rain jacket that's pretty good. Um, but other than that, I just wear what I'm wearing and it'll dry out eventually. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So Emma, I'm going to move on to a picture that I found on your Instagram and I'd like it if you could explain to everyone listening the picture. Um, I'm just going to pull it up one second. So there was a few really cool bike ones on there, but I actually chose this one because I really love just the whole thing in this picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was about a year ago, right? I think based on the timestamp. So Uh, my sister lives in Oregon. um, And so we had flown out to Oregon for her wedding. And then my husband and I were kind of driving down the coast Um, so we drove from Oregon all the way to San Jose. Um, and as part of that, we went through a lot of the, the redwoods. Um, and so I just kind of, we hopped out of the car, you know, he's, he's a photographer, so we're always taking photos of stuff. Um, and so I hopped out of the car and, you know, we just got this great shot of me kind of walking through with all the tall trees. Oh, amazing. It just, honestly, it looks like such an amazing place to be those trees are so tall they are and then there were a couple that you know just like I tried to pretend like I was hugging them just so you could see the size and it's just insane you like you can't even like fit your arms around one side of them so that's crazy yeah oh my gosh have you been able to ride through there before I haven't no I haven't been able to do any um riding on the west coast so I think you know, that's something that I want to do. I think 
I don't want a trailer out there. And so it's like right now trying to make sure I have enough time that I can take off work to where I can enjoy the whole trip and not, you know, be doing like 12 hour days on the bike just to get there and then be worn out when I finally get to my destination. Um, yeah. Cause I've never, I mean, I know they have bike rental services. I haven't ever tried those before, but I guess that would be another option, but I think it's probably more fun and exciting and memorable if you get to do it on your bike. Yeah. 100%. Where, where did you say that is again? Um, so that was in Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, okay. so, I'm still like getting to know the American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's it's like above uh, California, so it's all the way on the west coast. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. And so is it? It's all around there that it seems to be a lot more nature and like different environments to ride through. I mean, I think it's just different. It's probably because like I feel like the I don't know that might not be true. I was going to say I just feel like the southeast. It's, you know, I, I grew up here. And so to me, it's stuff that I've seen my whole life. So it's not as cool, I guess. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure other, you know, if somebody came from Utah, they would think it's cool because of all the trees and mountains and stuff, even though they have mountains there, but um, all the greenery, yeah. I guess. But I think it's just your perspective. So what I'm used to all of what we have here. And so I just want to get out there to check out some stuff that I haven't been around as much. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And I know you just brief, briefly mentioned about your husband being a photographer. Mm-hmm. That was a question I was going to ask as well. Like your content is so crisp and looks amazing, like really high quality. And I was going to say, how do you get such good content? <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a photographer, a videographer. So um, he has a YouTube series where he interviews people about their motorcycles. Um, and then as part of that, I do a segment with women, um, talking about mostly their experiences a lot more than their actual bike builds. Um, but he, he does interviews about a lot of the bikes and then he'll do photo shoots as part of that. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's out in California right now doing a product shoot for a company that's out there. So he's definitely, um, you know, makes it a lot easier to get good photos for my page. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So do you guys share the YouTube channel? Do you have your own ones? Uh, we share it. So yeah, it's it's under the Get Bent Moto name. Um, and then I have like a playlist that's mine. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, when he goes and does videos, if I'm if I don't have to be at work, then I'll I'll tag along and help with setup and, and all of that stuff. But it's definitely, um, you know, he's kind of the, I guess, it was his brainchild, if you will. So yeah oh that's super cool I love that you guys are on there together and you can make like your own little section of it for a playlist as well that's really cool yeah I thought it was important that you know women were represented on the channel as well and that it wasn't just a segment for guys um it's been nice to see all of the the female writing um things that have popped up you know like your channel and then the daughters of the road it's it's nice to start to see more of that women representation in the industry yeah, 100%. I fully agree. So, Emma, I'm going to move on okay. to these are some random questions now, but it's all going to link in. So, I need to know what's your um favorite food, dream destination, and favorite car if you have one. Okay. So, my favorite car would be um a GTI. 
So it's a, a Volkswagen GTI. I actually had one until it got totaled. So I loved that car. It's the only thing I'm oh, like no. sad that it's gone. <laughs> well, it happened. Uh, I was getting my hair done and it was, you know, parked outside of the salon and it sounds like one car ran a light when another car was turning. And so it hit that car and it went, it was like a movie. It was like, I heard the hit and then I turned and looked towards the window and I saw like this big SUV. It was airborne going right into the back of my, (laughs) my GTI and it, it pushed it probably 50 yards. And I was just, I was like, oh my God, my car. <laughs> and oh no. yeah, then it was funny. Like I walked out of the salon and I think a, a few people um, were like worried that something was wrong with me because I still had like a towel on my head and everything. And they were like, are you bleeding? Like, what's, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, but my car. <laughs> but it was this really pretty blue color. And I usually, I've never cared about cars. And so when I got this car and drove it, I was just like, man, this is why people care about cars. Cause usually I'm, my car gets me from point A to point B. I don't really care. I just don't want it to cost me a whole lot, but this car was great. <laughs> oh yeah. And how annoying it wasn't even your fault. <laughs> yeah. I had had it for 11 months and I think we'd done a couple of cross country trips on it. Um, but yeah, it was sad. Oh, that is sad. (laughs) So um, what's your dream destination? My dream destination, I'm torn. So I would probably either say Australia or um, Europe. Like Europe, because it it seems like there's so many different things that are so close together that it'd be easy to explore a lot of stuff. And, Mm. And so that I think would be very cool. And then Australia is just one of those places that I don't know. I feel like I really want to go there and check it out. And I used to do uh, scuba diving at one point. So I always thought the Great Barrier Reef would be a cool place to go explore. So yeah, definitely. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'd love to do that as well, to be fair. Yeah. I think it'd be uh, awesome. So what about food then? What's your all time favorite food? Um, I, My go-to is definitely macaroni and cheese. <laughs> so we'll go with that. <laughs> can't beat a good bit of mac and cheese (laughs) yeah it's surprising that I haven't just turned into macaroni and cheese at this point (laughs) (laughs) and what would you say is like your ultimate motorbike is it the bike you've got now or is there another bike that you'd love to have one day um I I really like the cafe racer style so like I love my bike and I think it fits me well and everything, but part of me just really wishes I could have found a cafe racer style bike that, you know, would have given me this, the same thing, but I guess there's still time. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, so we're going, sorry, there's a, yeah, go on. there's a guy in Missouri, um, speed dealer. He has a Thruxton that he kind of turned into a cafe racer style and it's, it's all gold and black and it's just beautiful. Um, I'll have to show you a picture of that. Oh, nice. So w- would you, do you love just that black and gold theme as well? Do you want like all your bikes? I think to be like it, that? it definitely like, you know, calls to me. Um, I thought about doing some paint on my bike and maybe adding in like some gray or even um, maybe just like a touch of color, like some pinstriping or something. But, um, but yeah, the black and gold really, I, I love it. I, I mean, I know people say it's, 
overdone, but I like it. No, I love <laughs> it. It's not overdone. It's perfect. <laughs> so let's have a game of would you rather. Okay. And we'll put we'll put your diner up at stake for this mm-hmm. one. So <laughs> um would you rather have your diner and never eat mac and cheese again? Or eat mac and cheese and never be able to have your diner. Yeah, I'd rather have the diner. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah, that one's pretty easy, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. I feel like so, you can always what, replace with other foods. You know, Mexican's a close second, so. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Mexican food. It's always a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about if we said Europe then as a whole? Would you rather be able to like come to Europe, uh, live there, ride whatever you want to do, but never have your diner, or you can have your diner and never come to Europe? Um, I would probably choose Europe. I think I would think you know I could always find another bike and try to kind of customize it the same way the diner is to maybe recreate it to some degree. Um, but I think, I don't know, there's there's the sense of adventure on two wheels and then there's actually getting to explore the other places. So I think I would rather be able to explore more places, even if it's, you know, with a different a different bike. Yeah, sure. You you can have get your cafe racer. So right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Be> all right. <laughs> um and then so what about your beloved car? Would you rather have, if I said, like, here's your old car back or the latest one or here's your diner, like, which would you choose? Oh, that's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I I would maybe choose the car. I'm sure my husband would kill me for saying that because, like, you can't get rid of the diner. (laughs) But um, I, I think I would choose the car. Yeah, well, that's fair enough, you know, like, it's funny, like, I always expect people in the motorbike industry to, like, be just a bit of a general petrol head and, like, love cars as well, but it seems to be either, like, an all or nothing, like, I'm a big car person as well, like, I love motorbikes, but there's certain cars that I absolutely love as well. Okay. Um, But other people are just like, no, don't care about the cars, bikes all day. I mean, I... I, I appreciate them all and I, I won't pretend to know everything about all of them because I definitely don't. I can appreciate the look and, and things like that. But I mean, if you were to like ask me trivia on that GTI or even on my Dyna, like I probably wouldn't be able to answer all of your questions. I'm probably not like the <laughs> typical uh, petrol head, I guess. So Oh, that's totally fair enough. So, Emma, just to wrap things up then, I've got one more question to ask you. If you was to go back in time to when you first started riding, what advice would you give yourself? To do the trips um, and get as much riding time as you can to experience, you know, all the things and um, make a point to do it. Don't let other stuff stand in the way. Yeah, sure. And I totally respect that. It's, it does seem to be that thing, doesn't it? It's so easy to be like, got this going on, that going on, and not being able to, um, to put the time into it. But really, I guess you've just got to be like, no, do you know what? I'm doing this. Let's go. Yeah. 
exactly (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on my podcast today i really appreciate it yeah thank you it was nice to meet you Thank you for listening or watching this episode of Bike Chick Chat. If you did enjoy it, please don't forget, like, subscribe, follow, all that jazz. And if you'd like to see more from Emma and I, I'll tag in our links below of all of our social medias. Thank you again, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one.